Thanks for checking out Church on the Rock's message this week. We would love to help you take your next step in knowing God better. The best way to do that is visit cotr.org slash next steps. Or if you're not near our physical campus, visit our online community at cotr.org slash online. Enjoy the message and know that God is for you. Open your Bible to the New Testament, to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. We're in a series called The Three Pillars of Christian Growth. The Three Pillars of Christian Growth. Or you could call it God's Program for Growth. God's Program for Growth. So if we follow His program, we're going to get His results. Am I right? If we follow God's program, uh, we're going to get His results. So really, what we've been talking about all summer is God's process or God's program on how you and I can grow as Christians. Now, not every Christian is growing. I've been here 40 years. Not every Christian is growing. You know, sometimes we think going to church, I'm going to automatically grow. No, going to McDonald's, I don't become a Big Mac. Sitting in my garage, I don't become a motorcycle, right? Going to church, I don't become a strong Christian. There are things I have to do. There's a process and there's a program. You know, I have, uh, I, I'm blessed and I'm thankful that as a father's sons, my two sons and I, we get to work out five days a week, okay? Five days a week we work out. And I have a personal trainer from San Diego, California, and uh, one of the gyms out there that we've, Daniel has been a part of that gym for over a decade, and I have a personal trainer out there. His name is Holden, okay? And uh, he's a world champion athlete in the CrossFit community, and he's my personal trainer. So when I hooked up with him this year, here's what he asked me. What do you want to get out of this? Well, I'm going to ask you, what do you want to get out of church? He asked me, what do you want to get out of this? He said, uh, what do you want? What's the results that you want? And I said, you know, I just want to be flexible and healthy and strong. And I want to be able to climb, climb mountains with my grandkids. I want to be able to run. I want to be able to flexible to reach down and pick things up, this, that, and the other. He goes, okay, great. He said, I want you to get out of this. I want you to become a, a competitive master's athlete. That's what he said. He said, I want you to be a part of the master's program. Just tell me when you're ready, okay? And I choked a little bit. He didn't see me choking on that. But he saw more potential in me than I saw in me. But he said, I want you to be able to do that. So what he did then, uh, he heard what I wanted to get out of it. What do you want to get out of church? Christianity. And then he told me what he wanted me to get out of it, which was much higher than my expectation. Then what he did was he put in place a program. Everyone say program. He put in a program for me to get the desired results that I wanted out of physical exercise. Well, God has put in place a program for you and I as Christians to get his best out of our walk with him called Christianity. If we'll follow his program, we'll get his results, right? So his program is in 1 Thessalonians 5.23. So let's look at it on the screen, 1 Thessalonians 5.23. We can bring that up, okay? Stay with me, guys, because I got a lot of information today, okay? So we're spirit, soul, and body. We're a three-part person. We've been made in the image of God, right? And God is a, a trichotomy, God's trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Am I right? Yeah. 
So he made you like that. And you'll see he created you in Genesis chapter 2. He created mankind in Genesis 2, verse 7. And we won't go there today. This is free. But Genesis 2 and verse 7, it, you see the trichotomy there. The dust of the earth, that's your body. He breathed life into your spirit. That's your spirit. And then you became a living soul. That's your soul, spirit, soul, and body. It's in Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7 at creation. All right? So look at this as we begin today. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray, God, your whole spirit, here it is, and soul. A lot of Christians think that's the same thing. It's not. There's a difference between your spirit and your soul. That your spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless unto the coming, and he is coming back, of our Lord Jesus Christ. So you are a spirit, and you have a soul, and you live in a body. Now, this is God's program. You understand that, and most Christians don't. I've been here 40 years. Most Christians don't have this. They think they do, but they don't. Just listen to them talk. And most Christians live by their feelings. That would be your body, okay? And we can't live by our feelings. Other Christians, they live by logic and reason. And we can't be led by that. We've been talking about how we have to be led by the Holy Spirit, right? And the Holy Spirit is in your spirit, your human spirit. So the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. I pray, God, your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved. Now, we talked about the God of peace. So notice this, the big idea, I like to give you a big idea every time I talk. And the big idea, the takeaway is this, that if I want to experience God's peace, I have to follow his program. If I want God's peace, and we're all looking for more of that, aren't we? Everybody is today. This is the age of anxiety. They've labeled it the age of anxiety. So uh, we're all looking for more peace in our marriage, in our own life, in our sleep, with our relationships, our emotions, our mind. We're looking for more peace. So if I want more of God's peace in my life as a Christian, then I need to know God's program and follow his program. So you and I should have more of God's peace manifesting in our life by the end of the summer because you get what you teach. And I've been teaching all summer on God's program, spirit, soul, and body. What do we do with each one? We feed our spirit, renew our soul, and control our body. We feed our spirit, we renew our mind. Your soul is your mind, not your brain, your mind. Two different things. We renew our mind, that's your emotions. That's your thinking, your thought life, your will. So we feed our spirit, this is God's program. We feed our spirit, we renew our mind and control our body. Now, if I'll do that until Jesus comes back, I will experience more of God's peace. I will grow as a Christian. I'll get the results that I want to look like a victor, walk like a victor, and respond like a victor. Amen, somebody? And not a victim, which is out there really heavy duty right now. You know, years ago in the 90s, uh, I went to hear John Maxwell speak in uh, Kansas City, Missouri. He was still pastoring a church in San Diego. I went to that conference. It was on church growth and leadership. And I sat on the front row. And as soon as John Maxwell got done speaking in the morning session, I ran up to him. 
I said, John, I'd like to take you out for lunch for one hour. I'll pay you $100 for one hour of your time. I just want to ask you questions to pick your brain. John Maxwell said, Dave, you don't got to pay me $100. Let's just go to the pastor's office. We'll order Subway. We'll have lunch. So we did. So he, the pastor, and me, the three of us, went to the pastor's office, ordered Subway. We sat down. The minute we sat down, because he was out signing books, and then he came to the back. The minute we sat down, he didn't ask me how old I am, how long I've been married, how many kids I have, my dog, my cat, my goldfish, the church, how big or small it is. Here's his first question. What's your personal growth plan? That was his first question. John Maxwell to me in the 90s. What is your personal growth plan? What was he doing? Qualifying me if he was wasting his time or not. He wanted to be around somebody who was hungry, somebody who was intentional, somebody who was serious about personal growth. He wanted to know, do I have a program to grow? How many Christians don't have any program at all to grow? They think it's just Sunday once a month, hit and miss, one year Bible once in a while, just this, that, and the other, if I have time. And no wonder they're not experiencing the nature of God in their nature. Amen, somebody. So the very God of peace, if I want more, I'm going somewhere. If I want more of God's peace in my life, I have to follow his program. Now, the word peace there in the Greek language, I looked it up today in Vines, Expository, New Testament Greek words, and it's the word shalom. Shalom. You've heard that, right? Shalom. Okay. But you've got to define the word shalom because the word shalom means nothing missing. The word shalom means wholeness. The word shalom means perfect. The word shalom means nothing missing, nothing lacking. The word shalom means perfect health, finances, family, peace of mind, wholeness, and completeness. It means the whole person being blessed, the whole person being whole, not, not have health but broke financially, not have money but sick, not, not have uh, money but sick and a sick family. No, shalom, peace there means perfect in every area of your life. I didn't say without challenges. I didn't say without problems. But I said you know how to respond to problems and challenges. You're energized. Amen. So if I want shalom, if I want my life to be blessed, if I want God's very best, then I have to follow God's program. I have to do it God's way. Just like my personal trainer, he wants me to compete next year in the Masters nationwide. You got to be kidding. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God help me to build my faith. Praise the Lord. But his expectation, just like God, God's expectation for you is much higher than you have for yourself. But how do I attain it? I got to get on the program. I got to get in the process. I've got to make it a daily habit. It's not drudgery. It's not legalism. It's life and breakthrough and freedom. Those who know the truth and the truth will set you free. Glory be to God. Praise break. Come on, let's praise him. Let's don't patty cake. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. All right, next slide, guys. Let's walk through this. So our spirit, what do we do? We feed it. And then the voice of your spirit is your conscience. 
We talked last week about a seared conscience, a darkened conscience. We talked about how we need a clean conscience and a clear conscience to hear God's voice and make the right choice and have abundant life, all right? And avoid disaster, avoid disaster. You know, I've heard it, been a pastor for a long time. And I've heard this, you know, lots of people come to me and say, you know, so-and-so was in that accident that got killed in that car wreck. And, you know, I know they're a believer and they love God. Why did God let that happen? Now, this is not being non-caring, okay? Because there's a devil out there that wants to kill, steal, and destroy us. You understand that, right? Okay? But instead of, now this is after 50 years of experience in the ministry, dealing with people, people's hurts and pains, and, and all of that. I think instead of asking, why did God let that happen? We need to ask, why weren't they listening? See how that went over? Why weren't they listening? Instead of blaming God, why don't we blame the devil and then take responsibility for our own life? If we were to hurt God that day, maybe we wouldn't have gone down that road, been in that mall, been in that part of town, went out with our friends and got raped that night, Inset, whatever. I'm just, I'm just saying, why don't we take more responsibility instead of blaming God, the human race I'm talking about? Why don't we take more responsibility instead of why did God let that happen? The Bible says God will warn us. Did you know that's in the Bible, that he wants to warn us and protect us? But if I'm not listening, then how can I be hearing when he's saying, don't do that today? How many people have you and I heard the testimony when the towers went down that said they were on their way to work and something said, don't go today. That's the illustration. No condemnation, just trying to get better at this thing called Christianity and not blaming God because God is for you. All right, number two is soul. We renew it, that's our mind. We renew it daily and the voice of our soul is logic and reason. Number three, this is God's program body, we are to control it and not let our feelings dictate what we do or do not do because feelings are fickle. Can I have an amen? Now, this is God's program. If I follow God's program, I get God's results. I grow and flourish and move forward, not exempt from problems, but overcome them, not exempt from challenges, but defeat them. Amen. And walk as a victor and not a victim. Am I helping anybody today? All right, next slide, guys. Your spirit is recreated. So last weekend, we had over 100 decisions for Christ in all of our venues and our platforms, over 100 decisions. Those people who made that choice for the very first time, the only thing that changed was their spirit because people without God have a dead spirit. It's darkened and dead. When did that happen, Pastor? Garden of Eden, Garden of Eden. When, when God told them, he said, you know, you eat of this tree, you shall surely die. In the Hebrew, it says, die twice. You'll die twice. What did that mean? You died spiritually first and physically second. Adam and Eve, when they transgressed and broke God's law and sinned, they died first spiritually. They were alive unto God. But then their spirit died and became dead. Then hundreds of years later, their body died. That's what God meant when he said, you will die twice. So because of that, people without God have a dead, darkened spirit. They can't hear or understand God. 
They don't understand you when you talk about God and church and the things of God and raising up your family for God. They think you're crazy. They can't understand it. Why? God is a spirit and their spirit is dead. They can't communicate with God. All right. So the only thing that becomes new when you get born again is your spirit. It comes back to life. It comes to life. It's born again. It's born anew. It's recreated. That's why Christians can think dumb thoughts. I know you don't, but I do think dumb thoughts because my thoughts aren't saved. My body definitely last night, man, I had jalapeno. <laughs> we don't even want to go there. Pastor Kim's out of town and everything went north, south, whatever. So I know my body's not saved. I know it needs to get saved. And I know my thoughts aren't saved, but what's saved? My spirit. My spirit is saved. Okay? Let's go to the next slide, guys. Scripture for that? Ephesians 2. Y'all, everybody still with me? And you, has he quickened, look at this, who were dead in trespasses and sins. We were dead without God. Our spirit's dead. Next verse, verse 2. Wherein in times past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. Now, who's the prince and the power of the air? The devil, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Who's the children of disobedience? The ungodly, the unsaved, the sinner, those who don't know God, those who have a dead spirit. Verse 3, among whom also all had our way of life in times past, the lust of our flesh, the fulfilling of the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, even as others. Verse four, but God, I'm thankful for the but gods in the Bible, but God, who's rich in mercy for his great love, wherein he loved us while we were sinners. He loved us. One of the things that I'm hearing right now is the ungodly and the sinners are coming after us Christians saying we're judgmental and we're trying to force our ways on them. Now, I agree. Some Christians probably are nobody at church on the rock, but some Christians probably are judgmental and condemning. But I see it totally different. I see that you and I are trying to share with them the truth and the truth will set them free and not condemn them. Come on, somebody. And let them know God loves them as they are, but too much to leave them as they are. I don't want God to leave me as I are. I want God to be changing me every day of my life. Verse five, even when we were dead, dead, what dead spirit in sins, he's quickened us together with Christ by grace. We can't earn it. We don't work for it. Can't get good enough for it. You are saved. Next verse. As newborn babes. So that's what happens when we get born again. Our spirit that was dead is quickened and made alive. So the only thing that got saved when we were born again was our spirit, the real you. Your mind and thoughts are being saved. Your body at the resurrection, you'll get a new one, will be saved. Am I communicating? So your spirit then is a baby spirit. It's a brand new born again spirit. So what do we do with babies? We have to feed them right in order for them to grow. So you have to feed your spirit. 
Look at this. As newborn babes, desire your one-year Bible. Yeah. Desire the sincere milk of the word. Why? So that you can grow thereby. I can't grow spiritually without feeding my spirit the word of God, the Bible, scriptures every day. When you get born again, your spirit is new, but it's a baby spirit. It has to be taught. It has to learn. It has to get revelation. And that will happen now and throughout eternity. You realize that, right? It'll never stop. It'll never stop. So as a newborn babe, a baby spirit, how do, what do we feed our spirit? We feed it the word of God. With that, we grow spiritually. Our spirit gets stronger. Without being in the word, our spirit doesn't grow, and we stay baby Christians. So if I want the shalom of God, the completeness of God, the, the absolute will of God for my life, I have to get in God's program. And God's program, next slide, is to feed my spirit. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 1 through 4. Y'all still with me, everybody? Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Verse 2, grace and peace is multiplied to you through the word of God. So notice getting in your one-year Bible will multiply grace and peace. Being in the word, acting on the word, will cause the favor of God to multiply in your life. That's grace. And the peace shalom of God to be multiplied. It's called growth. Remember my personal trainer. He said, what do you want out of this? I'm asking you, what do you want out of Christianity? I don't want to be shallow and satisfied. I don't want to be up and down. I don't want to be a poor role model to my children and my children's children. I want to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. I want to be an overcomer. I know you do too. Now, to have that nature of an overcomer, to have that nature of an overcomer, I have to be in the Word of God. The Word of God feeds my spirit to grow in the nature of God. God is an overcomer. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 3, according as his divine power has given unto us all things. Notice, he's given to us everything we need concerning life, natural, and godliness, spiritual. So God has lying in a warehouse everything you and I need to be a victor in the spiritual realm and the natural realm. We have everything we need. The key is, how do you access it? How do you access it? How do you deposit it into your life and withdraw it? So that pertains to life and godliness. Look at this. Through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. Glory and virtue. Virtue is character. Verse 4. Whereby are given unto us exceedingly. Now, don't miss this. This is worth brushing your teeth and flossing today to come to church. This is huge. This answers the questions to so many defeated Christians. Why they're defeated. They're not in God's program. Whereby are given to us the Bible, scriptures, promises. That by the Bible, by feeding your spirit, you become a partaker of God's divine nature. So how do I take on Christ-like 
How do I become a better Christian? How do I take on the nature of God? God's nature is he's more than a conqueror. God's nature is he's an overcomer. God's nature is he is all powerful, all knowing. I want the nature of God to manifest in my life as a Christian daily. I want to walk as a victor and not a victim. I want to face challenges and overcome them. I want to face giants and chop their head off, right? That's the nature of God. Well, how do I take on the new nature and get rid of my old nature? By feeding my spirit the word of God every day. Well, that was worth right there. That was worth right there. God said, I've given you everything to compete and conquer. I've given you everything to face challenges and overcome. And you tap into it through the promises of God. Then you become a partaker of God's nature, not man's nature, but God's nature. God is a winner. God's an overcomer. God's more than enough. But takers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that's in the world through lust. Next slide, guys. Philippians 1.6. Pastor, how do I feed my spirit? Well, you feed your spirit because you got a baby spirit when you're born again. And if I'm not feeding it, I'll be a baby Christian all my days on the planet till I go to heaven. You and I don't want to miss out on the shalom, the peace, the prosperity, the perfection, the maturity of God. To have that, I have to follow God's program. God's program is spirit, soul, and body. I've got to know what to do with that every day. I've got to know the workout. I've got to know the exercises. I got to know the reps and the sets. I got to know the principles and the promises. And then how you and I feed our spirit and make it stronger is this right here. Philemon 1.6, that the communication of your faith becomes energized and effectual and makes a difference. How? By acknowledging, confessing, decreeing, affirming, saying every good thing that's in you in Christ Jesus. So you and I feed our spirit with our daily confessions. Every Christian at Church on the Rock needs a daily confession list. You and I are to acknowledge every day who we are, what we have, and what we can do in Christ. And when you start doing that, it will energize like the energized bunny. Y'all remember the energized, ever ready bunny? You energize your faith. Your faith won't be dormant. It won't be dead. It won't be lackadaisical. Your faith will be energized. You'll have drive and energy and enthusiasm, and it will have power. You'll move mountains. You'll face giants. You'll overcome. You'll all quit. You won't give in. You won't be defeated. Come on, somebody. Give God praise for his word today. Y'all see that? Instead of saying what your parents said about you, what your foes said about you, what the world said about you, what your enemies say about you, you and I are to acknowledge, say, affirm, decree, declare, I am more than a conqueror through Christ. I can do all things 
through Christ who strengthens me. Thanks be unto God that today I have the victory in every situation. I am more than a conqueror. If God be for me, who can dare be against me? I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field. I'm the head and not the tail. Everything my hand touches prospers and comes to maturity. The enemy comes against me one way, but he flees seven. I caught the thief. He has to restore to me sevenfold. I have a thousand times more blessing on my life. I am the head and not the tail. I am the healed of the Lord. I am strong in the Lord. Do, do you hear that list right there? So when you start doing that, did you feel the environment, how it changed? Do you feel how I charged this auditorium with my confession? You can do that in your car. You can do that in your bedroom. You can do that in your bathroom. You can do that on the way to work, on the way to school. But that's how you feed your spirit. You feed your spirit with your daily confessions of who you are, what you have, and what you can do in Christ. Amen to everybody. I'm out of time. I'm done. Did y'all get something? Let's give God praise. Come on, let's thank him for the word today as the team comes back. Oh, come on, I'm thankful, God. I'm so grateful, Lord. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for redemption. I'm redeemed from the curse of the law. I'm redeemed from poverty. I'm redeemed from sickness. I'm redeemed from eternal death, punishment. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Hallelujah. Let's just praise him as the team comes. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, we love you, Lord. It's a good thing to give praise unto the Lord. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. Father, we praise you today. You're turning it around. You're working on our behalf. All things are coming together. God, thank you for supernatural favor this week. Thank you for opportunities. Thank you for open doors. Thank you for revelation. Thank you for insight. Thank you for wisdom. Thank you for shalom. Thank you for the peace of God. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you for a second chance. Somebody need to hear that. A second chance. Thank you. You're the God of a second chance today, Lord. Hallelujah. And a third and a fourth and a fifth. The righteous fall seven times, but we get up again. Glory to God. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Somebody, you've had kidney stones. They're being dissolved right now. They're being dissolved supernaturally right now. Kidney stones in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Pain on the right side. God's healing you right now. I command it to go. I command it to go. Our body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Those symptoms can't stay in Jesus' name. Throat be healed. Mouth be healed. Sores leave. Cancer, I kill you. I command you to go now in the name of Jesus. Migraine headaches in Jesus' name. At the root and the source, we bind you, rebuke you, resist you, and kill you in the name of Jesus. And we speak healing and life and restoration. Hallelujah. 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 Ears be healed right now. Eyes be healed right now. Nick be healed right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God, show us your glory here today, Father. Hallelujah. 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 
when we don't know what to do, we put our eyes on you and we praise you. You're in the corner. You don't know what to do. Your back's against the wall. You know who I'm talking to. You've tried everything you know. You've talked to everybody you know. But here's what you should do. Praise him. Just begin to praise him for the breakthrough and the answer in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Heads are bowed. Eyes are closed. No one looking. Christians praying. On, online. Thank you. Everyone on vacation, thank you for hooking up with us today. You're watching not by accident. It's a divine appointment. And you say, Pastor, I need God today. Pastor, I heard you all sing Hosanna. That means save me, help me. I need God's help today, Pastor. I, I can't do it on my own anymore. I'm crying out for help. He loves you. He sent his son to die for you. He wants to forgive you. He wants to reset your life. He wants to quicken your life. You see, Pastor, pray for me. I need that peace of God. I need that peace of God. I need a relationship with God. I need to know God's love and forgiveness and God's purpose for my life. I need to know I matter and I count. Pray for me. If that's you for the first time or a reset, punch the button on your smart device, your iPad, your computer. Faith is an act. You got to do something. Here in this room, out in the lobby, in the Rock Express, you'd say, Pastor, God's talking to me today. God's talking to me today. I, I need the love of God. I need the forgiveness of God. I, I need to know God loves me. I need to know that I'm forgiven. I, I need to let go of my past. I need to let God be God. I don't know God. I want to know God. I want to experience God. Pastor, pray for me. I need a reset. I need a new beginning. In either case, if that's you, no one's going to come to you, but faith is an act. All of heaven is looking. God will honor it. And you say, Pastor, just simply pray for me today. Slip your hand up right now in every section. Wave it at me. God bless you. Ushers are helping me. In the center section, I'm looking. Over here to my right, your left. Christians, are you praying? I tell you, I don't want anybody to go to hell. I don't want anybody to miss God. I don't want anybody to miss God's purpose, God's call in their life. You didn't raise your hand. You know you should. Put your hand up right now. Say, Pastor, that's me. Pray for me. You wave your hand at me right now. God bless you. God bless you. I saw that. Let's put our head, hands down. Let's all pray this prayer. Let's help them, church. It's in the Bible. Say it with me. Heavenly Father, I repent. I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He died for me. He rose again. Jesus, come into my life. Come into my heart. I receive you now as my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with the Holy Spirit and take my life and make a difference. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's look up and celebrate right now with heaven. What is your next step in your faith? Well, here at Church on the Rock, we would love to help you. Maybe it's to learn more about discovering what it means to belong to a church family, being part of a small group, or using your God-given gifts to serve others. Head over to cotr.org slash next steps where you can find out more to all of these. Or if you're part of our online community, visit us at cotr.org slash online. Have a great week and don't forget that God is for you.